What are five trends shaping the future of the engineering industry? Are you positioning yourself to align with these trends? Could it be helpful for your career? Find out what these trends are in today's episode. This is the Engineering IRL Podcast, a place for engineers in the real world. We try to break down engineering concepts and figure out how to apply them to real life. Let's become better problem solvers, better engineers. This is your host, Andrew Sario. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Engineering IRL Podcast for engineeringinreallife.com. I am your host, Andrew Sario, and this is revision 43 of the show. Now, before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsors. The first is CloudMate Networks, the place where you go if you would like to purchase any Cisco Meraki. There is no better time to invest in cloud-managed networking. And if you want to find more about it, just head to cloudmatenetworks.com.au and head to the contact page if you have a custom query or you would like a personalized quote. Have you ever taken the opportunity to improve your problem-solving skills? Now that 2021 has started, you may have a New Year's resolution goal to read a book. What better way than to pick up a copy of 10 plus 1 Steps to Problem-Solving and Engineer's Guide. It is the perfect gift to improve your problem-solving skills from an engineer's perspective, but also learn something from a career with all sorts of information diagrams and things like that it's a quick read so make sure you head to amazon and search up 10 plus 1 steps to problem solving now back to the show now back in september of 2020 i actually had a guest writer a guest blogger appear on our blog jing beda who uh, wrote an article for us called five trends shaping the future of the engineering industry and i thought it's the perfect article or the perfect piece of content to talk about in this um, episode of the show and it'll be good to know what what of these trends will still hold true for 2021. Now it's important to note that we're not saying here that this is future technology you've never heard of it's more of what are the trends that seem to be happening in industry and will probably get a lot more attention so if you're in any of these fields then that's probably some good news for you. Maybe there's some job opportunities there, but let's see what you guys think. So number one, digital twin design and maintenance. This concept has been around for a while and essentially you're trying to make an exact exact replica of something in the physical world. And by doing this, it gives you quite a few advantages in terms of simulating and training, right? So Usually engineering solutions come up, you're trying to allow someone to be able to do something and many times it's to control something in the physical world and if you don't have access to that physical thing, maybe it's an entire, you know, an entire racetrack or something, you don't have that in your backyard so you can't really practice on it and the other part is many situations only occur very sporadically. So that that's one advantage that can be related to the simulation side but now taking a step back and looking at the digital twin itself it can be uh, a way to find changes or problems with performance and then because you can work with the digital version you can quickly and rapidly 
you know, test things before you even try to apply it to the real world. Take SpaceX, for example, they're rapidly testing on all these models and digital twins of their aircraft, of their spacecraft, and they've tested it hundreds, thousands of times before they even try it on the physical craft. So this takes us to number two, 3D printing. And if you've been following any of our content on Instagram or Facebook or uh, YouTube, you'll see that we've been doing a fair amount of 3D printing projects. Um, if you see my work setup, I've got my 3D printer right there. And if it's even a, a low price range one, which says something, right? If it's a, if, if low price range means more people can have them, then that means the technology is evolving quickly. And eventually it'll reach a point where it's like buying a normal printer, you know, your your paper printers. Um, but at the moment, you look at some of the things that people are producing with the uh, 3D printer. So some of the stuff I've done is mostly around like toy models and things like that. But I'm starting to create things that are useful tools. Now, you take that to the next level. Okay, there's 3D printed houses that they're trying to do. You might have seen on YouTube that video where I think it was Adam Savage who got an Iron Man suit with 3D printed titanium. They got the parts, they got the 3D models from Marvel and Disney, and then they actually got uh, one of the universities to use their titanium 3D printer to print uh, a lot of the pieces. And they even shot bullets at it and stuff, and it it was bulletproof. Um, But the point is, that 3D printing technology itself, the concept where it's kind of like this CNC machine that can take these 3D models and just make them appear is is really powerful but beyond that what's the advantage of you know p- consumers everyday people having 3d printers it's that you will purchase something online and instead of paying for all the shipping you'll just print it right maybe you know key components that can't be 3d printed that would be sent to you but that would reduce your uh um your package size and you know the cost of the filament and the and the electricity used while doing that 3d print may not you know, maybe tiny, insignificant in compared to shipping costs. And if you've tried to ship something overseas, you'll 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 know what I'm talking about. Um, and you know, an exact example of this is they held a competition for students to do 3D designs. This was uh, NASA, and the winner of a useful 3D design tool. What they did was they transmitted the 3D model design to the International Space Station, where astronauts 3D printed the tool and used it in space. So you design something and sent it to space all using digital files. And so imagine that you're starting to see physical things be transported through cyberspace. And I think that's that's really, really cool. Engineering trend number three, which is virtual site inspection. And this one's true. This one's real. I, I've, I've been involved in some of this stuff and seeing some of the equipment come out from uh, particularly the uh, industry, uh, the energy industry, where a lot of the... Uh, where a lot of the equipment that needs to be uh, engineered and maintained are in remote sites, so it's very hard to get out to, and therefore it's a perfect place where this helps. And you know, not just inspections; it's going to be actual maintenance and support help. And what the advantage is, you can have your engineers and access to um, different types of people back in a city or whatever it is. And then all you have to do to send out there is a you know a technician that has to go out that doesn't need to have all the knowledge. They just have some core skills, um, some like electrical skills, for example, that they can take actions and and essentially they're like a droid, right? A human droid. And then the hive mind thinking behind it, you know, is is a is a, is a group of engineers essentially, right? 
Now, what it does is it does help improve the safety, you know, less people traveling to go there. Um, and, and taking it a step further, this is now using drones, right? So uh, the water industry is a great example of this, you know, doing pipe in- inspections. Can you imagine there's so many pipes under the ground, you actually don't know what's in there. There's gigantic ones where humans can walk through, but then there's also very tiny ones. And, you know, these mini drones that they have that can send down all these tubes to actually do the inspections, see whether if there's any cracking or anything like that can help uh, engineers decide where to, uh, where the maintenance focus needs to go next, right? It, it reduces the cost of, um, of that. And you look at, uh, there's an interesting show called Turbine Cowboys. And these guys would, you know, cr- climb up uh, wind turbines and these are you know 100 meters off the ground kind of thing just to inspect it you know they'll go up close and look at the blades and you know drones are changing some of the need for some of that where they're flying over and checking some of these things and and other industries are having that as well there's just you know currently a challenge around you know airspace and you know is it an aircraft or what do you need an air you actually do need a pilot's license to legally fly drones in you know commercial areas um, because you need to understand airspace, right? So it's one of those evolving spaces, but in terms of safety, it does reduce things a lot. You've heard of those, like, you know, bomb squad drones. You know, that's very dangerous for humans to be around. But if a bot can go in and, you know, worst comes to worst, the, you know, a, a catastrophe happens, you lose a bot instead of losing human life, which is pretty good. So, you know, one enabling technology for that is 5G and different wireless networks. And like I always mention on this show, especially when I'm talking about last, like last episode with the control systems is now that you're trying to control physical things, cybersecurity becomes a bigger and bigger, you know, uh, part of the equation to enable you to do things the same way that you can do online banking because you have that security, you know, HTTPS encryption when you access the website. So virtual site inspections, yes, that's trending. And you'll see more and more industries picking up and seeing what they can do with it. And it's interesting to see what VR and AR will play, you know, what type of roles they'll play in that space. I personally think AR for the uh, users, uh, for the, the guy on the field will be very useful and potentially VR for uh, the the engineer on the back end. I have some, you know, design concepts in there knocking around in the brain that I'll eventually, you know, work on as a project in the future. Number four, sustainability. So, you know, this is not exactly a technology or a design function, right? This is really a, a you know, a, a green engineering principle that, that you will be hearing more of, you know, as, as time goes by. When you look at Tesla, part of their mission really is a sustainable future, you know, sustainable energy future. Because at the end of the day, the resources and the materials we use are finite. It's not a question of um, if they run out, it's when will they run out? So we challenge ourselves, even if you say, you know, that's going to be in 100,000 years, that that's so irrelevant to us. We should be challenging ourselves to find these more sustainable ways of doing things. And with that kind of drive and with that trend, that is pushing, you know, the way that engineers design things. And so much so that, you know, there's a place for engineers that are purely in sustainability. If you're in an engineering company now, maybe you can ask about what are the sustainability, you know, groups or efforts and get yourself involved that way, you know, and that that gets your face and your name known, you know, to other groups outside of your direct engineering solution space. 
you know, we got to talk about career progression here sometimes, you know. Number five, AI and robotics deployment. It's it's crazy. I've done a few stuff on AI and I think it's really interesting. And I also think that it's also very misunderstood. But it's one of those technologies that really, really, really need a close lens. You know, we've got to be watching it and more than one group has to be watching it. Even if you think that, you know, the Terminator is far-fetched and impossible. The thing is that the technology can be so responsible for so many things we do and human life as well, that it has the potential to cause a lot of damage, even if it's not in such a fashion as the Terminator. You look at the Boston Dynamics robot, what it's doing now, that, you know, the, well, in 2021, you can watch that video and there's, you know, it doing the dancing and stuff and it looks so humanoid that it looks weird. But more than that, it's not just trying to make robots, right? It's trying to do some of the tasks that, you know, a human would do that a computer is not good at currently. So computers are good at these calculations, repetitive tasks and things like that. But they're not really good at synthesis or evaluation evaluation you know these are like higher level brain functions that humans are good at and ai and machine learning is now being able to make similar predictions and decisions that a human would if not better because it removes the human bias so there's a couple ways to look at that you know one is well first those uh repetitive jobs were you know taken over by computers and now we're saying that some of these decision making jobs will be taken over by machines too and and maybe in some areas it will, but I, I think that the optimal way is more as a tool to assist humans to make that final decision, right? And you know, that, that will change just so many futuristic shows that, that talk about this. But, you know, someone take it to an extreme is uh, Elon Musk, of course, with uh, Neuralink. And really, he's thinking of that symbiote thing, you know, it's like a we're increasing the, the bandwidth from brain to computer, making that interface as fast as possible. And then having an AI support you on the back end, it's kind of like a, you know, if you can't beat them, join them type thinking. But, and it sounds very scary, you know, it's like I'm connecting to this AI brain, will it take over my brain? But as much as that's the case, you kind of already do, right? And And the key technology there which was the trend you know 10 years ago was the mobile phone and that is kind of like a computing symbiote like an ai extension of your brain currently because if you're missing some knowledge what do you do you go to your phone and you you look it up and you're done you go to your phone and you call someone you'll get that information and that's how your brain's getting this additional information so quickly you don't have to go and spend time and research and go to a library and, I don't know, find information somehow, conduct 50 experiments. You literally look it up or you ask someone through your mobile phone device, all enabled wirelessly through your phone, right? So it's already a trend that's been happening for a very long time. So instead of fearing it, the, the best approach is to understand it, make it as transparent as possible and have as many people working on it as possible. And it should be all right. Now, if you're interested in any of the topics I talked about today, there's the full article available on the engineeringinreallife.com website in our blog section. You'll find the post there. I'll also link it in the show notes for this episode. Uh, thanks to Jing Beta for writing the article. And this is very relevant. And I think I'll do an extension of, uh, of this article looking at the trends in 2021 specifically. And maybe I'll look at specific engineering industries and see if I can help you guys out there. 
So like always, thanks for tuning in to this episode. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. And more importantly, if you think any of the content's interesting, you can give us a shout out on any of the socials and I will be sure to respond. The other thing is that if you can share it with another engineer, that actually helps me out immensely. And I am posting these episodes up on YouTube as well. But aside from the engineering uh, podcast content, you'll find lots of projects and interesting videos there. I'm I'm trying to ramp up the production on that front on the uh, YouTube channel. Just search engineering IRL on YouTube and you'll find it. But as always, I really appreciate you being here and I'll see you in the next episode.